RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Can't get it together. Oh my God. I look like, I look like I feel. I really feel like I fell down the um, old ass ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down today i'm exhausted i have a bad headache too so i'm not sure how long the show's gonna be i wanted to do a show because i promised i also said hey let's get together on thursday i'm not and i also want to see you okay that's the other thing because i'm in a bad mood you think i'm in a bad mood now i'm always in a bad mood it doesn't matter this is how we talk we gotta get together and just be honest and Whatever, where we're at. That's what I love about the show and the Tower Buster community. Because we are, we meet each other wherever we're at, if that makes sense. But I got to look at myself in the mirror before I got on the air and I was like, oh man. Oh brother. Yeah, I also, I wasn't, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. That's the thing too. So I'm not, I can't do another three and a half hour show it'll probably be around two hours only because i really need to go to sleep and get some actual sleep i was up late and it's nothing bad i was watching das boot it's a really good show and there's only like eight episodes so i ended up basically just watching it until i i was gonna watch one episode then it ended up i didn't watch the whole thing but Many episodes. It's a German show. It's on Hulu. If anybody knows where I can watch season two of Das Boot, which is out on Sky Television in England and Germany, let me know. It's not available here yet. (laughs) Nobody cares. We gotta, I don't know, gotta just keeping it real. Yeah, that's what I was up to. Watching Das Boot. It's a good show because it's a real... It's everything I kind of like in a show. It has Nazis. Well, historical context. Look at this fucking shit. What, what just happened? The TV went off. Behind me. That's odd. Well, we'll leave it for a second. It, oh, the Roku crapped out. So, yeah, it has historical context. It has resistance fighters in it. It has multiple languages, English, French, German, and also lesbianism. So what can you do? It's a good damn show. So I highly recommend it. (laughs) And I like I like shows that have lesbians in it. Well, especially historical shows. Why is this taking like what the fuck is going on? It doesn't matter. Um because it just goes to show you we're we're everywhere and we were everywhere in every period of history. Um it's an interesting show too because it's about the French occupation I mean German occupation of a French town during the war and how 
people um, and the resistance fighters are, uh, some of the French are turning against the resistance because, you know, the Germans are giving them jobs. So there you go. People want to go along to get along. It doesn't matter who's dying. And also there's the thing that's interesting about the show as well is that some of the heroes of the show are army, they're Nazi, they're German, they're not even Nazis though. These are like, they're on a, they're on a submarine, right? On a U-boat. But they're, they're fighting for the Nazis. And there's the subtle um, anti-Semitism in all of them. Well, not subtle. Some of them are rabidly anti-Semitic, but that's how it. I could imagine it was. It was in seeping in everyone's consciousness. Some are sicker than others. In the show, of course, some are. And you, you, there's one of the heroes of the show is actually a German U-boat captain, who is kind of a decent person, but. He's definitely on the wrong side of history. Yes, Patricia saw it. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's called Das Boot. It's on uh, Hulu. It's on other places too. But if you know where I can watch season two, send me a send send me a whatever. Send me a link. Send me an email on contact at Republican Dirty Trade. <laughs> this is not the show. I'm telling you. I'm just exhausted, and I ended up. Ask, I ended up basically just telling you why I was up watching that show and everything else that sucks too. It keeps you up. Um, and so right now, I, I just want to also say it's the show. I, I want to just say what happened to me about a half an hour ago. No, a little less. Maybe, I mean, a little more. Maybe an hour ago. It was, okay, I went to the store. I went here in Queens. I live in Queens. You guys know I live in New York City. I went up to the store, and it, it'll all make sense in a minute, to buy some fruit. I like fruit, okay? There's a very nice fruit stand up the block. It's uh, economically priced. They have a delicious selection of cherries that i enjoy watching das boot and eating some cherries <laughs> thinking about nazis and what i would have done in that period of time how hard it is to stand up to the powers that be right would i be that one i probably would i'd be dead there's no doubt there's absolutely no doubt There'd be, I'd be one of the people, they would disappear in the middle of the night. Hopefully I'd be in the underground somehow, get away so I could fight. But I would not, I know myself too much. I'm not a hero. I'm not saying I'm so great. I'm not, that I don't fear things and I don't fear the the powers, you know. I would like just to have a nice life, right? But there is absolutely no way. I could keep my mouth shut. I just know myself. Anyway, I'd be dead. I Or in the resistance fighting until I'm dead. So, like we're in the resistance now. This is the resistance, the class war resistance. Welcome to it. Uh, so, uh, I went to the store 
to buy some supplies. So most people here in New York, in Queens, I live about two miles from what was known as Ground Zero here for the pandemic. Not just Ground Zero. I could see Ground Zero, well, when uh, the towers fell, I could see it from my... I could see the plume of smoke from my window. Where the, anyway, blah, that's a different story. And I, most people are wearing masks. Most people are abiding because we're really in the thick of it here in Queens, a mile away from Elmhurst Hospital. That's where I live, where there are morgues on the street, refrigerated morgues for, for the overflow corpses. That used to be somebody's friend, somebody's mother, somebody's father, brother, sister. I mean, this is for real. People are dead, and that's not okay for, if that's your family, it's not just a number. And we have an obligation to each other. Wear an effing mask. That's all. Not too bad. We stand six feet apart. There are regulations in the stores. There's only a certain amount of people allowed in the stores at the same time. They have uh, those uh, people lining up outside. They let a certain amount in. Yeah, it's pretty much regular. Everybody's learning to live like that. No biggie. But so I was in the store just now and this guy was walking around without a mat. Well, he had his mask around his neck. It was hanging. He had it down over his neck. You know what I mean? Hanging around his ears down. Just fucking walking around the fruit stand. Sm smelling the fruit. Picking up the fruit. Smelling the fucking fruit. Putting his fat fucking nose in the fruit. Like. And. I was looking at him out of the corner of my eye, and then he, and I was getting irritated, to tell you the truth. I, I could see, I could feel the anger rising up in me. And then he came and stood behind me, right on, right next to me, online, to pay for his wares or whatever the fuck he was buying. And I said, um, can you stand six feet back? And I said, oh, by the way, I tried to make a light. I said, it only works when you put it over your mouth. Ha ha. And then he said, fuck you, Karen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I get it now. Every We're all Karens now. You see? That's, I got I got the memo just now. If you're a white woman, you're a Karen now. I, I don't think, it, it actually negates the whole Karen thing, the whole public shaming benefit of Karen by calling everybody a Karen. So, you know, no, no. In this instance, I said, I said, no, honey, in this instance, you're the Karen. It doesn't work like that. And he was like, you know what Karen is, right? Fuck you, Karen, Karen, you fucking Karen. Like he was just like going off. You Karen, you fucking Karen. <laughs> And then, of course, I took out my phone as I took it out and started to scroll to my camera. I mean, this is what you got to do now. Walk around with a goddamn body cam now. So I put I took the camera out and he put his mask on. And I was like, oh, well, good. At least you put it on. He's like, all right, fuck you, Karen. You know what a Karen is. You're a Karen. Fucking Karen. And, you know, this big 
I don't know, rotund, pasty-faced, white douchebag who, who's probably also an incel, right? We're only asking you to be, to put on a fucking mask. But it, it irritated me, okay? It's not just the mask. The whole thing with the Karen irritated me. Call me a Karen if I deserve it. The whole Karen thing is not, is this the new bitch? That's what I, I thought to myself. I, um, you know, it's not, not all white women are Karens. And if that's what you're saying, then, then you're a misogynist. You're, it's, uh, it, it's another way. It irritated me so much because it, it, it's just another way of men yet again telling women to shut the fuck up by using this public shaming it, it, it completely out of context. I, Of course, I wasn't shamed. I was just like, no, honey, it doesn't work like that. I'm not... You're the Karen in this situation. I mean, you see... And it's also... Come on, Karen. Uh, I feel bad for people who are named Karen. <laughs> that sucks. I really do. I feel you. And, you know, um, I'm sorry... White women are not. We we're doing the best we can. Okay, I understand. We have I have privilege. We talk about it. At least it's recognized. It doesn't mean um, there's. I don't know. Um, that should be negated too. This is a whole process that I recognize. As we say, you know, when I get pulled over by a cop, I'm not getting a. I'm not getting uh, murdered. I had no fear. I never had a fear that when the lights went on behind me that I was going to be murdered. I've been pulled over by the cops a couple of times, you know. I was pulled over. I mean, I'm thinking about when I was young. I don't really get pulled over much now. I got pulled over for speeding when I was uh, um, like in my 20s. I got a speeding ticket. And... But I never, never crossed my mind. I'm not gonna be alive in the next twenty minutes. I was just like, "Fuck, my father's gonna be pissed off. My insurance is gonna go up." I wasn't, and I've also used my white privilege to get out of tickets. My white female, I guess, too, because one time I got pulled over when I was young. When I first started driving, I got pulled over because I had a lead foot, and the cops before they even got to the car i was i was hanging out the window going please don't give me a ticket please and crying my father's going to kill me please so they let me off i don't think a black man could get away with that that's for sure but a young white woman i mean i was young I was about 18, so I was newly and uh, had newly driving. But anyway, so we have, we are what we are, and we all have to live together. So it's irritating to be just because I'm white. It doesn't, if I do something that deserves the Karen moniker, by all means, Fucking lay it on. But 
white men don't get to throw the goddamn thing around to to tell me basically to shut up how dare i question him that was the whole thing with the karen video in the in central park the latest she was pulling her privilege card right out of the gate cause this man dared to say please put your dog on a leash in this area she he was she was completely in the wrong and he was in the right this fucking guy walking around sniffing the fruit in the fruit stand without a mask you know hanging it around your neck defeats the purpose it's for show so you could put it up when some uppity bitch i guess tells you and frankly that i prefer uppity bitch than karen i deserve the uppity bitch moniker um i haven't yet earned the karen i don't think i'm trying my best that's for sure but anyway that i had to share that because it was on my mind it irritated the fuck out of me and it's also it's misogyny and i don't want to see this is the thing too you know women have also been oppressed i'm sorry right can we recognize that even white women so we all have a lot of fucking baggage we all bring it to the table this country we we have baggage <laughs> no i was driving a a chevy a white chevy i'm trying to remember what kind chevy something nothing fancy but yeah i don't know what what are you gonna do so i'm supposed to shut my fucking mouth when some douchebag is walking around a store then i'm shopping it i'm going to the store you're in a fruit stand in a grocery store right where you're gonna buy shit to put in your goddamn body after this doltard is sniffing and putting his paws and breath on everything Put your goddamn mask. I was trying. And that's the other thing. I, 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 what? Shut the fuck up. White motherfuckers. This, and him, him. This big white doltard using the Karen. Like, you know what I mean? It reminded me, of course he's a goddamn, he has to be a Fox News victim. Only right wingers walk around like that they walk or they think it's a statement but i i think that because they live in new york in queens especially and everybody's wearing a mask so he has to somewhat conform by hanging it around his neck instead of putting it over his fat fucking face so you know it's sort of uh how dare how dare anybody tell him what to do? And then, oh, you know what else he said to me? You have a mask on, Karen. What do you care, Karen? He kept saying Karen, Karen. Like, fuck you. Anyway, at least he put the mask on. So, and that's what I, I, I shared about this on Twitter. I tweeted it and I put the fucking guy's stupid video. I put a video. I, unfortunately, when I, I need to wear a body camera. Honestly, we all do at this point. We're all going to have to wear body cameras. As soon as I took out my phone and I went, bing, bong, bing, bong. 
I went to my yeah, app to get the camera. Boom, he put the mask on. And I was like, oh, well, at least I got you to wear a mask. Oh, yeah, fuck you, Karen. You know what a Karen is, right? Fuck you, Karen. All right, Karen. Who is this white douchebag? That's the other thing, I guess, that's irritating me now that I'm processing it in group therapy. That who is this big freaking white dum-dum? He's, you think he's standing up for oppression? For white privilege? No, he is the epitome of white privilege. Walking around without a mask. And then dare. He's, a, he's the straight, well, quote, acting. Right, white male privilege, doltard goon that makes this world the way it is. He's the problem. You think he's, he's the champion of uh, the oppressed? He really cares about Karen, about um, how some people are using privilege. Get the fuck out of here. If it wasn't for his white privilege, what would he be? He's already a nothing. <laughs> I mean, really. I understand. And I sh well, I mean, you know, you know, I always process it and I think, Oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. Because uh, what I should have said was, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you might have been developmentally disabled. I was asking, and, and maybe you thought that you had to put it around your neck instead of your, your, your useless mouth. And it is a useless mouth, because what does he do with it? Except shove shit in his face and breathe out his grossness all over the fruit stand. They bring nothing to the table. These people, that's white privilege right there. I guess that's what's irritating me too. Because he is, it's like, you're the fucking Karen. <laughs> all right. Could you imagine? I just had a flash if now, what time is it? 8.22. Could you imagine if this was like 10.22 and we were still talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> you're Karen. He called me Karen. I'm not Karen. You're Karen. We can go on for hours. You guys will be like, um, get some therapy. Honey, I get therapy. I have a lot of therapy. I've been doing it for years. And that's what it is, too. I'm looking at the chat. Darn tootin'. These idiots feel that they're being oppressed because they they are required to wear a mask. And then they have the nerve to call other people snowflakes. It's the truth. I guess that's what right-wingers do. They, they, another thing that irritated me, now that I'm processing it in group, is that it's him stealing the mantle of the oppressed when he has absolutely no business. <laughs> right, the Karen Chronicles, Jim. <laughs> it's so true. He has no business. He's a Karen. We got to come up with a Karen for him. Not that it matters. He's a fucking useless doltard. I'm glad I... What I did was reverse psychology. Obviously, he knew he was in the wrong. That's the other thing that it irritates me. Because if you're in the right, then why put on a mask when I'm taking a camera out? You should be proud. I'm not wearing a mask. But he knows. So... Uh... And anyway, whatever. I was like, I'm not the Karen. You're the Karen. 
and I, with apologies to Karen, who, who people who are Karens. That's not fair to have a nice, perfectly nice name and all of a sudden it becomes the uh, synonymous with something else. Like even I saw some um, thing, I think Joe Biden tweeted it or something about some young kid whose name was Corona and he's getting teased by all of his friends because his name is Corona and nobody wants to play with him or and that's sad that's not nice that's not nice people and speaking of nice who's nice Jim thank you for your super chat and Patricia you guys are nice that's nice I'm sorry that the camera is not focusing. You don't want it to focus. I'm telling you. I looked in my, I looked in the mirror earlier, and I was like, "Oh my god, I feel like I've aged a thousand years." Well, by the time I get out of this apartment, for real, it's not going to be good. I need to get out more. I need to get more exercise. That's the problem. All right, let's get into the show. It's only in a half hour of me processing my moment at the fruit stand. If you want to see the dum-dum, you can go on my Twitter feed at Real Tara Devlin. I put the video up of him going, bye, Karen, and me going, bye, asshole. <laughs> so he's he's a douchebag. Yeah. And yes, exactly. The As Andrea, he was not wearing a mask just as her dog was not leashed. Exactly. So he's the Karen. And no no offense to Karen's. That's why I'm like, fuck you. You're the Karen. And plus, you're a big white doltard, too. How dare you? He's probably a racist maggot, a moron, who a Trump pansy. There is no doubt. Nobody who is a normal, decent liberal, or who, and I repeat myself, okay? Same thing. No one... Who is normal, a liberal, doesn't have a mask. They understand, especially here, where I'm living. Fucking one a hop, skip, and a jump from the corpses in the street. So, yeah, we got a lot of assholes in this country. And so I guess this is a good segue, too. It all, it's all related. What I wanted to talk about today was I saw, of course... The corporate media sucks. Um, there's riots in the street. And right-wingers are bugging out. Oh, and, you know, Trump isn't addressing what happened. He's not addressing the murder of uh, another African-American. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. He's more upset. In fact, all of the, the Republican Party, they have jumped to... Um, here's something. I'm just trying to get on my Twitter feed quickly. Hold on a second. Because I tweeted something. Sometimes I'll tweet stuff out as sort of like my way of putting a pin in stuff I would like to talk about. If I can only grab these tweets quicker, it would be better. Um, so Republicans are working on legislation to strip Twitter of federal liability protections. So you see 
everyone. I do that so the camera can focus. Um, how quickly Republicans hop to when their dumb Fuhrer has a feeling, when little dumb Fuhrer's fragile eggshell ego needs salving the Republican Party, they all hop right in. It doesn't matter what actually has to get done. It doesn't matter that cities are burning, that the so-called president of the United States is a racist asshole who is part of the problem. You know, when you put somebody into a car, what did he tell the cops? Don't be too nice. Don't hold their heads. Be, uh, yeah, in the old days. Right, yeah, I was uh, up watching the old days last night. Uh, das Boot. The old days of fascism. They're back again. They've never left. I hate to tell you. In every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. I have said it for years. And people would say, oh, you're being so um, over the top. Oh, that's not true. I said it to somebody not too long ago, too. Even in this day and age, I couldn't believe her reaction. I said, I said, Republicans hate democracy. We were talking about something. Republicans hate democracy. What? Oh, that's, she thinks I'm, you know, I'm just me. That's Tara. She's just over the top. No, honey. It's time for us to get real. They don't like democracy. It is, let's, come on, call it out. They like it well enough when they're in power. It's not, no, 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 no. That's the wrong way to put it. They like power. They don't want uh, you to have it. That's not democracy. They're not compromising. You know, that's why you always hear about the, the Democrats Oh, I could reach across the aisle. I could compromise. I can get these people to fucking vote with me. I could work with them. Yeah, unfortunately, that's probably a byproduct of the Democratic heart, in a sense, that believes in government, believes in democracy. Deep down inside, you know that. Democrats are... People capable, I'm, I'm, I mean, let's put the corporate on the shelf for a second. Not all of, I mean, we know, we understand. They're, they're equally susceptible to greed. But those who identify with a Democratic Party or the left in general, liberals, normal people, progressives, not necessarily Democrats, right? But they have, there's something in their hearts where you are capable. You're, you're just more capable of functioning in a democracy. And it is as evidenced by the fact that if Democrats lose a, an election, they're not, their first um, assessment isn't how do i make sure that only democrats can vote not republicans no these fucking idiots will go oh i lost an election i must um i'll have to get more fascists for these fuckers to vote for me instead of being true to democratic values Oh, no, um, I'll have to learn how to reach across the aisle. Bipartisan. 
You know, the American people want us to be bipartisan. I keep hearing this. No, they don't. The American people don't vote for people because they're bipartisan. Who the hell ever said, I'm voting for um, Joe Schmo because he's got, uh, he's real bipartisan, that guy. Maybe there are. I don't know. Not usually. You're either on the right side of history, in my opinion, or you're not. There's not a little bit of compromise. That's why these DLC Democrats are also part of the problem. They need to go. They need to get that. Speaking of, actually, I got this letter in the mail today. Remember, we were speaking about her on the, the last podcast. Carusa Cabrera, the carpetbagger. She sent this. She's got a lot of... She's got a lot of money in the bank, this bitch. She's got a lot of mailers coming constantly. She's got... Well, she's got buku bucks. She's got banksters up her, uh, you know, up her bum. Michelle Carusa Cabrera is on the front lines, helping the Bronx and Queens during the crisis. Where was she? At the Sunnyside Fruit Market this afternoon. She wasn't helping then. Therefore, that's sort of her argument when she was arguing with AOC. When AOC took a week off or something because she didn't feel well. So she was in her apartment in in D.C. And this Caruso Cabrera had some kind of uh, um, hyper focus on the fact that she took a couple of days off and tried to get well. Uh, Isn't that part of what we're all fighting for? We want to be able to take care of ourselves when we're sick. If she's sick, she fucking stayed home. Good. She didn't feel good. But AOC, what was she doing in her high-class goddamn apartment with the Whole Foods in the lobby? This is supposed to be important to us. That's what we're... That's completely... Obviously, it's over the heads of these DLC mother effers. It's not about... Somebody not having a nice apartment that has a Whole Foods in the lobby. That's completely missing the point. Being somebody who cares about working class Americans, who wants to do something about the fact that the American people are now, uh, the middle class is now the working poor, and they have redefined the working poor as the middle class. If you, if you, in order, according to these fake ass corporate bastards, if you care about the working class, then you have to what? Live in, uh, you have to eat ramen noodles and wear a potato sack? It makes absolutely no sense. To me, at least. MCC versus AOC. Here's the thing, MCC. You don't give yourself the moniker. That's the thing. You don't give you, you don't, that's not, I'm going to be called MCC. From now on, call me TJD. That's my name, T. Tara Jean Devlin. That's my name. 
My mother's name was Jeanette Tara Jean Devlin. I won't tell you her maiden name, because then you will steal my identity. And who the fuck wants this identity? I'm telling you, it sucks. <laughs> it ain't easy. This identity has not been a cakewalk. All right? So I warn you out there, if you're trying to steal it, maybe you could do something better for it than me. Maybe you could get some goddamn more patrons. How about that? Maybe you'll get some followers. Maybe you'll get somebody who will fucking actually return an email from me. I, I send out emails to people. People say to me, Tara, you should get some guests on your show. I do. I try. Look at my face. <laughs> I try. They blow me off. I sent an email to Anand Girahades when he followed me on Facebook. I'm, I am flat. I'm not on Facebook. On Twitter. He followed me on Twitter and I was like, holy shit, this is great. I sent him an email. I love you. Thank you for following me. You're great. I love your work. Maybe I went too fangirl on him and gushed too much. I love that you go on MSNBC and give the real deal to these people. I said something like that. And I said, I would love if you have the time to come on my show. Never responded. Never fucking responded. So maybe one day. I thought maybe, um, you know, we got to get more people. That's how it is. That's how it goes. We need more viewers, more listeners, you know. And then they'll, they'll be like, oh, can I come on your show? I even asked AOC to come on the fucking show when she first got elected. I was like, I am your constituent, mother effer. Will you come on my show? Well, you think she would? I would go to her, I said. Well, I can try again. Anyway, I, I don't give up. That's how it is. I'm still alive because I don't give up. It's stubbornness. And, and knowing I'm right, too. That's the other thing. I wish I had started the show 10 years ago. Maybe we'd be in a better place. I'm sure we would. Because I, I see the reports, okay? I get the receipts for the show. I see it going up. And I like that. That means that people are watching. More people. It started with just me. Okay? Who cares about me? Nobody. Barely. Not even my mother. She had fucking issues. So, even though I still loved her. That's why I'm fucked up. You realize that. I have issues, but it's okay. I talk about them. I talk about being a recovering heroin addict. Hello. I was an early adopter of the opioid epidemic before it was cool. I'm clean and sober now for double-digit recovery thanks to the team of experts who've kept me alive. That saved my life. I... Don't, I'm trying not to waste what's left of it. And also, I don't, you know, talking about my recovery, it's, it sometimes, you know, it emba it's embarrassing. 
to. Of course, I would love to have been someone who was completely perfect and had a never made a mistake. But it's only perfect. Um, it's not, it's only imperfect. Not what's the word? It's only there's no value unless you share it. Then you make lemonade out of those lemons. We're not, you know, front ain't easy. We're in it together. And I know. So I understand a lot of things. But I have, I have a lot, I've had a lot of therapy. I'm very fortunate that I'm not, I, I can't even believe sometimes that I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Because I never, I mean, I never imagined I could talk to people. Until I got sober. That's the gift of recovery. So, all right. Carusa Cabrera for Congress. MCC versus AOC. Good luck. Take a hike. As an international journalist, Michelle spent most of her career heading into crisis situations around the world. In the studios of CNBC? What did she do? A guest spot on American Greed? When the coronavirus hit our city, Michelle knew she needed to take action and help. Yeah, she swooped on in and did nothing after the banksters backed her play. They got to get rid of that socialist, that damn democratic socialist. That's too much democracy breaking out. That's too much everybody in, nobody out. You know, we leave people behind. That's what it is. And this is, I have to repeat again, all right? I'm sorry, guys. That, what is a Democrat? I want to ask. I'm late. I'm just like I have the open challenge to anyone to contact me and explain. I'm, o- I'm always a work in progress. I'm open to get, I'm open to growing. I have, we're always growing. So, I want to know, just as I ask the Republicans, what have the Republicans, the Republican Party, ever done for working people? Period. End of sentence. What have they done to improve the lives of working people? Have they ever passed a law that benefited only working people, not the banksters, you know, against the banksters. <clears throat> Have they ever done any, passed any legislation that improved the lives of working people over their corporate masters? I'm, I have been searching for my entire life. I've never, I've found zero, nothing. And they are an, an antagonist to the working class. So I asked this. I told you guys I had a, a conversation with someone a long time ago on YouTube. It was one of these like YouTube fights or something. And I asked this person who was a conservative, what have Republicans ever done for the working class? And they sent me back a bill. It was something off of... Uh, the yeah you know, where they on the government website where they post the bills 
And it said, uh, you know, house, fucking bill numbers, seven, whatever the hell, four, three. Um, the Jobs, Jobs, Jobs Act. Um, okay. That doesn't count. You could call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. The Jobs, jo- and then when you dig in, it's another tax giveaway to bosses it's somehow people are getting screwed they're not gonna call it up yours or i got mine sucker or fuck you (laughs) or the end of the american dream finally we've been we've been uh rolling back the new deal for generations and here's the another nail in the coffin they're not gonna call it that for God's sakes. So that doesn't count. And I wanted to ask, I put the cha- same challenge to the Democrats, the DLC Democrats. I am a Democrat. I'm a registered Democrat. If you looked me up, it would be registered Democrat. So I consider myself a Democrat. I also consider myself a democratic socialist. I have been calling myself a democratic socialist for many years before Bernie, before I knew of Bernie. When it wasn't cool. So when I remember a Republican friend of mine, believe it or not, I know a couple of Republicans. She said to me, it's uh." She was always so annoying, too, thinking about it. With all the the bullshit. If you give a man a fish, you feed them for day. If you teach him to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Okay, yeah. That's why I would like everybody in, nobody out. How about everybody gets to go to college without coming out as an indentured servant to a bank? That's how you... Teach him to fish. And then as you're teaching him to fish, you can also give him a fucking fish to eat and gnaw on uh, while he's studying, okay? If you give them, you gotta teach them the dignity of work. I don't know why um, she's talking like a baby, but that's how I heard it. Like a baby. It's infantilism. And, of course, as we can expect... This person in particular, I'm thinking of. Who do you think takes, uh, as soon as she got on the balls of her ass, lost her job, who, who was on unemployment insurance and uh, all other COBRA, all the other things that Democrats provided without the, she didn't even say thanks. And liberals. Unemployment insurance. These are the fuckers there attacking the New Deal. And, yeah, they think that the American middle class was created out of ah, the fantasies of the billionaires. They felt like trickling it on us, and they decided, you know what? We're not going to lock these people into their their, uh, low-paying, thankless jobs for... 12 12 hours pat a day, seven days a week anymore. No, no. Where they, when a fire breaks out, they got to jump out the window to their death because we're such 
stingy little bitches that they we, they we can't let them get away with shoving a swatch in their pockets. God damn him! How many people have to die for uh, for a a piece of cloth? Well, we know how many died in uh, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, but that's how it was. They, it didn't happen because they didn't open up uh, or unlock the doors, or they didn't have to create safe working environments because they fucking felt like it. They didn't feel like it. That's the thing. That You think that you're not working when you go to work. You're not sitting next to a 12-year-old because billionaires felt like children should be in school rather than be, uh, at work. No, 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 no. That was another progressive battle that went on for generations. And don't think, don't get too crazy now and think that Republicans won't bring that back. Child labor. They're trying. They try every which way. They call it a training wage. They call it, well, interns. Internships. Youth uh, giving them some practical experience. That was recently. And it all sounds so great. Oh, that's great. Giving young people practical experience. Yeah, so instead of hiring an adult and paying that adult a living wage, yeah, we just want to pay this child a training wage. Fuck it. That's great. You want to compete. And this is why the... DLC Democrats and the Republicans sent jobs instead of, uh, you know, they instead of um, ensuring that everyone has a decent middle class life. That considering that their role as representatives in a representative democracy to represent the people, to enable policies that ensure that people have a most people have a decent life that they are treated with dignity that they are valued their time that the time that they spend that every hour in their life that they spend laboring for you making you a profit that they get to share in the profit that their labor makes possible not just funneling it up to the top and because of that we all enjoy a, a decent middle-class life from the one who sweeps the floors or whatever it may be to the, to the people in the boardroom. But no, instead of ensuring that as their job, they had to representatives, these fake-ass bought and paid for representatives on both sides of the aisle, paid We're paid by banksters, billionaires, their masters, the robber barons, to ensure that they could send our jobs to low-wage, wage-slave nations that had no regulations. Who needs regulations? That's getting in the way. That's why Republicans own media. I mean, you all understand this. This is the matrix we're in. I don't know about you. That's probably why I'm tired, too. I'm so tired because I see the matrix. I see it. 
We're in it. Not many people see it. And we're here to give them a clue that, yes, it's uh, this country isn't now the least upwardly mobile because the American people deserve that. We didn't deserve that. We didn't ask for that. We voted for politicians, but what were they going to do? They were already bought. When you have a broken-ass system that is bought by billionaires, what else can you expect? And we're here, and I believe in this show. I, and I've, re- I've told you all the time. I talk about it all the time. I've, it's not just the show. The liberal media, this is how important it is. We don't get to where we want to go without it. We don't have a decent middle-class life without it. We don't, we don't protect whatever gains we might win through blood, sweat, tears, death. People have died for the things that we enjoy, for our protections that they are rolling back constantly. They're a- attacking us. That's why they attack regulations on mass. They just, uh, the whole notion of regulations. They don't want to be regulated. They like it when, like back in the good old days, and then not talking about, I'm not even talking about the 1950s. I'm talking about the good old days when the kings and queens of Europe and the dumb, dumb serfs knew their place. The kings and queens did whatever the hell they want. They could appoint their buddies, their pals, their uh, barons. And if you, you you just toiled in the field and you shut your mouth because you had no rights. You're nothing. You were a serf. That was the way it was. They had such strict rules against anybody getting too uppity. They even dictated, I mean, it started with Henry VIII, what you could wear. That's the the lineage of how far you could go, how uppity you could get. So you could immediately tell. It's sort of uh, like how the Nazis put stars and pink triangles on there or white triangles or whatever on their uh the subversives in their opinion in their fucked up opinion so you could immediately tell how you could treat somebody what respect was due them what laws could were due what you could get away with and it still goes on in different various forms. That's humans. We are very tribal. We want to, but it's a game. It's a, and it's a scam. So the scam is on us. The joke's on us. If we want a functioning democracy, we're going to have to have to come. We're going to have to reconcile with with all of it. And that's why. I'm thinking of today, of what's going on in this country, the riots, what happened to me in the fruit stand, what happened to that man uh, in the park with Karen, the other Karen, not me. (laughs) Mm -mm. Excuse me for slurping. But, yeah, it's all... um, 
about do we have the courage to face ourselves? Yes, this country, we don't need a wall. We've tried walls. Human beings have put up many walls. The, the walls are, aren't real. We have, we have other, it doesn't have to be a literal wall. There are walls between all of us. Black, white, gay, straight, male, female, all these walls. Metaphorically, you know, these are, uh, they're not literal walls, but those are the lines that you cross. Or are you, do you have the courage to cross them? And that's why when names, you know, I always say there is a place for public shaming in this society, in all societies, public shaming the reason we feel shame is because we are social creatures. We need each other. We want to be around each other. Even the rich motherfuckers, they want, they're not going, they're not taking their money unless there's something wrong with them and just going and living on a desert island by themselves. No, they like us here. They want us around to exploit to, to toy with, to, to dance for them, to make movies, to whatever, write articles, to write books that they want to read, to fix their boats, to, to fucking, uh, you know, mow their lawns. Nobody can do it alone. But do we have the courage to look ourselves in the eye and start having that conversation it's not even a conversation i mean i always i tell you here i got the answer i do it's not that hard we all know in our hearts what needs to be done one of the answers it's not the complete answer it's not the panacea it will not fix everything but this country there are a few things we have to do okay i'm laying it out we have to get money out of politics. This is part of the problem. Period, end of sentence. The other problem, and that's why this show is important. I don't hear this on a lot of shows, I have to tell you. Even liberal shows. But you don't throw subsidies at the broken system. You fix it. So the subsidies aren't the answer they're the problem they're part of the problem and we need to start spreading that paradigm that everybody in nobody out that's how we fix this country so earlier today uh, okay i know i'm all over the place this is a very loosey-goosey show tonight given my mood my exhaustion but I appreciate everybody being here. I see a lot of people on the chat. You guys are talking. That's great. Thank you, Stephen Lee. I just saw your super chat. Very generous and, of course, appreciated and needed. You also have, well, I have to remind you all to please um, share the show with your friends. Okay, I don't want to get off track, but all that stuff. We're... We're in this together. We're building the community. And also, if you can, join us on Discord. I'm enjoying that, too. I think other we're getting together in between shows. You guys, we're having interesting conversations. 
and I'm enjoying having that outlet for you guys to get in touch with me right immediately. So if somebody tags me on Discord, it comes, I get it pretty quickly. So that's great. Um, yeah. All right. What was I going to say? So given everything that's going on, it's not the, um, uh, everything that's going on. This, uh, it's not a secret. Okay. So let me just say, I'm trying to, I know I'm not making any sense right now. It's not a secret. What does that mean? We have to, the Democrats, okay, they're fucked up. The subsidies are not, they're nice. Not, aren't it, it's nice to, to be like, oh, well, we're doing something for the downtrodden and oppressed. It makes us feel better. It makes the rich feel better, but the, it is all, it, it's how they're getting away with it. All right. That's it. That's how they are bamboozling us. So, yes, I'm voting Democratic. I will vote for Joe fucking Biden, the doltard. He's annoying. He's a right winger. He is a corporatist. But honestly, I want the bleeding to stop. I want to take a breath for a minute. And we're we're not done fighting. I know that a lot of the fake-ass DLCers will get back to brunch immediately. They'll think their job is done. That's what we're here to do, to wake them up. No, 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 honey. No, sweetie. No, Karen. You're fucking coming with us. You're, you're not done. It's not okay that the American people cannot retire. It's not, that's not democracy. It's not okay that the American people can't save $400. That's not democracy. This is all, the, that's what has to get out there. The Democrats need to know this. Of course, Nancy Pelosi is 80 years old, all right? She's not immortal. There's a new generation coming up, all right? I'm sorry I keep saying all right. <laughs> it's New York. All right, you see? And fuck this shit. We're taking this shit over. I'm not the new generation, honey. I'm in the I'm in generation X. So, I mean, Mark, our friend Mark who is a, our young friend who has found the show gratefully and thankfully. I could be his mother. All right? I could be his mofo. I'm going to be his mother in the resistance, that's for sure. So, but here's the deal. That's it. I felt like Joe Biden when I said that. Here's the deal. He says that all the time. Yeah, I'm voting for Joe Biden because I want to stop the bleeding. Some people are like, well, what are you going to get? Nothing. They're the worst. They're the this. They're the that. Yes, they're, we're, I'm, not, I'm not delusional about that. Like David Sirota says, he'll vote for him too, but we know what we're getting. All right? We get it. The job is only beginning. This never stops. Power concedes nothing without a, a, a demand. All of these statements from the, uh, the real fathers and mothers of resistance that we have been left 
these beautiful gems like that. Power can seize nothing without demand. You don't you don't ask once and say thanks for the subsidy. No fucking way. There's another really good quote that I like. I can't I wish I gotta save these quotes. Let me find it. I'm going to have to say, I mean, you know what I need? I need to make a nice document of all the favorite quotes. It's no, fine. Um, I, I don't know. You probably know what I'm trying to say. Or the quote I'm referring to. It's from this British MP. Tony Benn. Yeah, he's a socialist. As far as I know, maybe I'm wrong. But regardless, he nails it right here. There is double. Ah, God damn it. Sorry, guys. At this time, I wish I had a night. You know what I will do before? I'm going to look up this quote because it's good. I'm telling you. But in the meantime, I want to play this video that I saw on CNN. My first, my first response, I was going to be like, oh, fuck this bitch, crying. And then I thought, what am I doing? That's not nice. So Brooke Baldwin was on CNN. And she sang, she, all right, let me get her. She is, I know, I should be better prepared. That's why I ask you to become a patron. <laughs> become a patron. So I can get better prepared. Uh, you know, maybe one day you'll have a producer. And I can be like, get me that clip. Get me that quote. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, and I'm exhausted. So you have to really be. Go easy on me. All right. Go easy on the reviews for this show. <laughs> okay. So Brooke Baldwin is a CNN anchor and she's speaking with Andrea Jenkins, who is a member of the Minneapolis City Council where George Floyd was a resident of of her um, Ward 8. And she sang Amazing Grace. This woman sang Amazing Grace, Andrea Jenkins. And it was really touching. And she went on CNN and Brooke Baldwin interviewed her. And Brooke Baldwin started to cry. And at first I was like, oh, fuck this bitch. But then I thought, that's my own bullshit why should, why? You know what I mean? That's really, um, that's non-empathetic of me. Obviously, she was touched by what she was saying. And then I thought, I should encourage that. That's a, that's brave for her to do. It didn't seem like an act that she was tearing up. And I, and then I appreciate it because she said, I know I'm a white woman and I am aware of my privilege and I appreciate, I, I 
And that's the kind of thing, rather than mock it, I said to me, I said me, Tara D, Tara JD, TJD, we need more of that. Our humanity. And her having a a moment of reflection, too. And having the courage. I know that right-wingers will mock it and say, oh, she's... uh, Making fun of, yeah, she's anti-white. She hates her own race. Whatever. What all the shit that they say to keep us divided and stupid and fighting amongst each other. But we're all in pain, and I, my, my whole, my my understanding is, I I get it. We're all in this together. When that cop put his foot, his knee on George Floyd's neck and snuffed the life out of him, he, 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 he harmed us all, not just George Floyd and the African-American community. We're, that's an assault on us, people in general, humanity. To negate the humanity of, of any of us negates the humanity of all of us. And I see that. I I understand that. It's we're in this together. And we have to recognize that. So it's the pain and of those the same the same uh you know there's a whole psychology about even the slave owners, the, those who are holding the chains, the chains, they're still in chains. They are in chains as well. They're holding a chain and makes you just as much, not, not, you know, I mean, let's, I understand. It's not just as much. You're not, but you're still in, you're not free. You're not, um, you know what I mean? It's like the saying, anger, about the saying, anger in the vessel. Anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to any on which it is poured. Mark Twain. Maybe it's too much thinking. I don't know. But that's how I see it. It's the same thing way I look at human beings' relation to animals. We have to have the respect for life in general. We don't have respect for each other as human beings. So we certainly have a long way to go there. I understand that. First things first, of course. But it's all connected in my opinion. And it's all why this we're all suffering. And that's why there's riots going on right now. That's the language of the oppressed. People who aren't heard. And these racist-ass right-wingers. Ooh, Tommy Lauren was on Twitter today. And that's another reason, guys. Come on. Tommy fucking Lauren... 
she's got a she's got a show she got a platform that bitch they get she don't have to say hey uh become a patron she's getting funding up the wazoo that ignorant bitch Stealing TVs and everything else from Target and setting AutoZone on fire is sure going to fix the problem. You got it. Just what the country recovering from economic collapse needs right now. Clueless. A clueless little privileged bitch. Talk about a Karen. Sorry about this camera. It's so annoying. Come on, camera. Wake up, camera. I need a new camera. (laughs) I need a new camera. Why is it not focusing? I apologize. If it's controversial, quote unquote, to point out that looting doesn't bring any form of social justice, then I guess I'm controversial, says Tommy Lauren, the dumb bitch that has, you know, a large platform. She has 1.6 million followers. Okay, there you go. At, at something like that, when I read something like that, 1.6 million followers, I just want to... That's when you just want to say, okay, good night. And drop the mic and go. Say, we're done. Please tell me how stealing TVs and ransacking stores advances social justice. This is Tommy Lauren's astute assessment. Fucking camera. To uh, Colin Kirkpatrick, he tweets, When civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd. And Tommy Lauren, who's a clueless bitch, says, please tell me how stealing a TV and ransacking stores advance social justice. It's it's not. It is anger. It is the, it's the same thing as a twitler squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. It's a sign of a broken system. If cops weren't going around murdering black people, shooting people in their beds then uh, and stepping on their necks with their knees and the vileness of that thank god there was a video it would have been nothing could you imagine what would happen if there was no video nothing would happen that's what would happen those cops would still be rolling around on the beat with the power to do it again. Who says they hadn't done it before? Who knows? How do you step on somebody's neck who's saying, I can't breathe, and you don't move? If that's not murder, what is? You're choking the life out of somebody, and he's saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and you just fucking keep choking? So the what I wanted to play 
is this clip from CNN. Amazing grace, how sweet is the sound that saved a wretch like me. That voice you just heard was that of Minneapolis City Council Vice President Andrea Jenkins. She joins me now. Excuse me, Miss Jenkins, it's just that, that your voice, that song, just, just everything that's been happening. Um, you represent the neighborhood where this incident took place. You, you have said, said that, that George, George Floyd's, Floyd's death, death felt like a symbol, uh, quote, for a knee on the neck of black America. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you just talk about how this death has impacted the community you represent and you personally? Um, good afternoon, Brooke, and, um, and, and thank you for inviting me to be a part of this conversation. Um, you know, before I speak on your questions, I, I, I do want to you know, publicly offer my own deep, sincere condolences, sympathies, apologies to the family uh, of George Floyd. What a what a what a tragic, traumatic um, incident to happen um, to our city, to my community, um, to our nation, uh, at a time when we are dealing with this. Um, this terrible um, coronavirus. Uh, we're we're in the midst of a pandemic, and, and unfortunately, um, we have two viruses that we have to deal with in America, and that is the coronavirus, as well as the the virus of of racism that has infected our entire society for far too long. Uh, the people in my community are are pained are traumatized. Um, you know, we have had so many high high profile hashtag moments in 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 the city of Minneapolis from Philando Castile to Jamar Clark, um, uh, Terrence Franklin and Thurman Blevins and 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 of course Justine Damon who who we cannot forget and and we saw justice in that case. We saw justice for for Justine. We absolutely must see justice for George. That is what community is seeking. That is what community is asking for. Um, and and the violence. I do not condone the the looting and the violence. I do fully understand the the the. Um, the out the outrage that people are expressing. How would you? There are so many emotions. As I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm I'm having my own. I'm surprised at my own emotions on on, on TV with you. But I've just as a as a white woman aware of my own privilege in this country, I am so angry, I, and I can't even begin 
forgive me. No, it's um, it's a I... human, it's a human emotion, Brooke, and and I think what is so what sparks so much outrage is that there seem to be no regard uh, for humanity or, or human life in the video that we all witnessed. Um, the, the officer sat there with his knee on, on uh, Mr. Floyd's neck for, for an unbearable amount of time, almost 10 minutes. That is unconscionable. And, and he had a smirk on his face and his hands in his pockets like he was totally relaxed. And I think that, that lack of humanity, that lack of respect for, for black life is what has enraged so many people in this you, instance. You talk about these high profile, you know, deaths and, and hashtag moments and describing, you know, George Lloyd's death there. And, you know, we know the mayor uh, wants, we know the officers have been fired. I'm just thinking of justice. Andrea, and I'm just wondering from your perspective, as you represent this corner in this city, what justice looks like for you in this community? Right. So, you know, I, I very early on, very publicly called for the firing of, of the four officers. And so I'm glad that the mayor and the police chief um, uh, responded to those requests uh, and and did the right thing, uh, but justice won't be served until these officers have been charged. Um, that is what people charged and arrested, and so that is what people are calling for. That is what will, I believe, calm the um, the, um, the gathering, the the, the the gatherings, the rallies, the protests, the the riots. I mean, because at some point last night, what was a peaceful protest that I participated in right. became right. a riot. And so um, I, I do not condone that in any way um, whatsoever. However, again, I, I do understand the frustration. And the only thing I think is going to help us to resolve and bring down the temperature um, in this situation is if our county attorney, Mike Freeman, does the right thing and um, presses criminal charges against uh, what we all witnessed, um, uh, a crime uh, on that video. I think so many Americans are, they've watched what happened in Central Park. They've seen what happened in Minneapolis. They saw what happened in Georgia. And, you know, Lord knows, the years, right? This is just a, don't a, forget the young lady hashtag say her name yes. that was murdered in her bed. Yes, and my question, my question, Andrea. So I don't want to play that whole thing. It goes on, and I, at first, like I was saying, I kind of just like whatever, lady. But good for her. Frankly, we need more of that. We need more of that compassion for each other, for the situation. It's not just about black and white. It is about humanity. We're all in this together. My pigment is lighter. That's just the way it is. It's ridiculous. 
that anybody has privilege because you have a, a whiter pigment, a lighter pigment. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's time for us to move forward together. And so when she asked, when she was asked, what, what can we do? And of course, there's a, there's a riot going on right now. It is anger of being dismissed constantly. Of it happening again and again and again. Of course, and like the lady said, I'm not, I don't condone that either. I think it's, it defeats the purpose. It gives right-wingers, it gives the cops an excuse. And, but I do get it. I do understand it. It's like, um... Like Twitler in the White House, it is the sign of the broken system. And what do we do about it? You don't just throw a subsidy at it. If we really want to fix the system, we know what we have to do. This country is broken apart by design. It is the rich against the rest of us. And everybody out here fighting amongst each other especially uh, along racial lines, that feeds into the broken system. They like it like that. Don't you think the billionaires, the elites, the, the banksters who bought the politicians, they love it when we're out here fighting amongst each other. They don't want a government that works for all. They want it to continue to work for them. So let them, let us beat each other up out here and throw some subsidies at the worst of us, right? The poorest amongst us. Those really who are on the balls of their ass, they'll get a subsidy. The rest of us, oh, well, you're on your own. That's not how it's going to work. We have to move forward together as a country. Uh, this is my remedy. It seems so simple to me. But that's why it's going to be so difficult to do. Because it's the right thing to do. Fuck this bullshit. If you are um, under a certain amount in this certain area at this certain... Whatever. No. You get, you get to go here. You get a little access. You'll get a, a, a trickle. It's... Everybody in, nobody out. That is the meaning of e pluribus unum. And this is part of how, not, and of course, recognizing our innate humanity to our human, the lowest parts of the human condition, which want to separate into tribes on any difference. That it's a distinction without a difference, frankly. But it's also recognizing the truth that this is a racist country that was built on genocide and racism. We founded the country on genocide and racism. Saying that doesn't change that we are in this together. It's recognizing the reality. It's like me telling you, yeah, I suffered with addiction. That's how you help. You fix it. You work with it. You 
you have to recognize the problem, identify the problem. Then you could get the help you goddamn need. Putting people, um, what, what? We know what has, has to be done. We have to cultivate a spirit of we're in this together. And you do that by having a, a country that works for everybody by design. You don't put, it's not a subsidy country. It's not some people get this. It's here we go. Here's here's a fund. All of, right over here. Here's our tax. All we have this big bucket of tax revenue. Here's your education revenue. Here's your health revenue. It's everybody in. Then you have regulations. It's not about throwing a subsidy at broken ass problems. That are the problem. That's how we start changing a mindset. Not a black American or white American or whatever it might be. American. An American. Yes, we're an American citizen. And that comes with rights and responsibilities and privileges. That's the sign that the system works. The, we should be proud that we have a in in the future, right? Let's say it happens. We have a government that has publicly funded campaigns. The representatives they don't have to um, suck up to billionaires. They run on their ideas. Their campaigns are publicly funded. They whoever the people want to vote for to represent them, they get represented. They work for the people. Not the banksters or the billionaires. And into that government, they write laws and pass laws with the, uh, with the help and approval of the people that ensure that education is an American birthright, regardless of what neighborhood you were born into. What community, whether you're from a poor school or a, a poor community, there is no, there's no poor communities in a country that's functioning. That is a choice that we've made. They, the whole thing with education being funded out of property taxes is deliberately, was a deliberate racist policy. So enough, enough is enough. Exactly. Uh, I'm looking haiku. That's a beautiful vision, Tara. It is. It's and it's a achievable vision. It's not that hard. It it is common sense. Get money out of politics. Of course, it's going to be difficult. It's not. It's uh, simple but not easy. They're not going quietly, the filthy fascists, the, the rich, the ones. And I'm not vilifying the rich. It's just, come on. It's not about that. They, the laws, they know it too. Laws are written to make the rich richer and the rest of us out here fighting over the subsidies. Or getting resentment. If, you, if you're not a politically awake. To understand that subsidies are designed to cultivate a divisive and resentful populace. 
where you think that, oh, they get everything. You see? Oh, look at that. I'm sorry, Junior. I'm sorry. Ah. Who writes the laws, Sluggo? The rich, exactly. Now they do. They're not writing it for us. And we know this for a fact because of studies that they have they, that were done out of the... Where was it? Princeton? All right. All right. What are you going to do? Are you sitting or are you jumping down? The, the, um, the Gillens and Page study that the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy... That means it's not working for us. That should be on CNN every single day. So I, a good for the anchor for having the courage to be emotional and to, and to share her pain. We should all be um, in pain, honestly. I'm in pain. This pains me. I don't like watching... The, an obvious fucking ruse on us, honestly. When this, I mean, there's so many things that get me insane because it seems so obvious to me and it's, you fight for what's right. The Democrats know this too. Maybe they're so, maybe they're just deluded. They understand. Oh, what we can get done. I got to get practical. What's practical? You know how it it becomes the reality. It starts with the conversation. And that's why the liberal media is so important. And I say it all the time because it's true. A show like this, why should Tommy Lauren have one point something, whatever million followers? That bitch. She's a dummy. And into... This fucked up, this whole system with a Tommy Lauren that has a 1.2 million followers. Who the hell wants to listen to her? That's why we're so screwed up. She's paid to ensure that we're screwed up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a dummy. She's writing books, my ass. She has a ghostwriter. Of course, she's not smart. It's like Jonathan Crone, who is now a liberal, because he grew up. All right, honey, get down. <laughs> I love that when he jumps down, he gets he has to uh, have a comment about it. <laughs> Jonathan Crone, who was a young, he was twelve years old, and they the right wingers thought he was some kind of little man Tate, some. Uh, wonderkind they made him their keynote speaker at CPAC a, a, a child who in the who now currently in today's he went to college he's grown he's now I'm sure I don't know maybe he's like 30 years old now who knows pushing 30 he said that he didn't know what he was talking about he came out uh, as a progressive. He says, yeah, I'm a progressive now. I'm a grown man. I understand what I'm t what a little bit more about the world. So I'm not a conservative. 
I was only repeating what I heard on Rush Limbaugh every day. My father listened to Rush Limbaugh and he heard it and he repeated it. And that's what the the right wingers took him and made him into some kind of uh, an icon for themselves. That they, he was their keynote at their big effing yearly event. A child. He's he wasn't a smart child, or I am. Well, he's smart, but he wasn't. There wasn't anything overly special about him. He just knew how to repeat what he heard on Rush Limbaugh. So, there you go. Why is it that instead that kid could have been listening to the truth? Rush Limbaugh is part of the problem. He's designed to divide and conquer everything. That's why he makes the Boku Bucks. And he is successful at framing this racist-ass history of this country in a way that gives the American sheeple, the dummies, the doltards, the magas, the maggots, the morons, the assholes at the Greenpoint Sunnyside uh, fruit market, that they gives them permission to never get a clue. Ignorance is, that's the product that they're peddling. That's their birthright. They're telling these big assholes, these white assholes, not mostly white, You let's face it, on especially listening to Rush Limbaugh, they, he, he's giving them permission to be moronic, ignorant, closed-minded, racist assholes. But there's more of us. That's why the real, uh, the, the corporate media that owns everything, they're not giving, it's not that this show is uh, like Tommy Lauren has anything interesting or has anything over this show, let's say, right? She doesn't. First of all, she sucks. She's not smart. Well, maybe she's younger and cuter. All right. She I get I can concede, but it's all that's all relative, frankly. Beauty is skin deep, ugly goes to the bone. All right, Tommy, remember that. And youth is uh, also fleeting, so you can only coast so long. <laughs> but and she has no cats running in the background. Nobody likes that. So, what? Wh- why? Why is her microphone so large, metaphorically? Why? Th- well, she does she have such, such a reach? What is she even saying? That's interesting. Nothing. She's stupid. Why would anybody listen to her? Maybe some sick old dirty old men want to they want to ogle her but because they have some kind of fetish about having sex with a Nazi but um, how much can you listen to that it's it is mind numbing 
she's not bringing anything to the table. She has no historical context. She doesn't read a book. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. It's like Jonathan Crone lecturing a bunch of grown-ups. When all he's doing, he's not even lecturing them. He's just repeating. Rush Limbaugh, he's not bringing anything new. But they have no new new ideas. That's the thing. She's dumb. Remember when Tommy Lauren was before she was uh, funded by billionaires who pro- propelled her into pu- the public eye because she is. She's a propagandist peddling the propaganda of the right-wing, racist, fascist, corporatist, divisive, anti-democratic, greed-centered ghouls that want to ch- that really are literally right now choking the life out of democracy. She's part of the problem. She's not one of the Vichy class war collaborator she is uh not like a chuck todd she's somebody who she's more like ilsa of the ss you know she's the book bitch of buchenwald she's on the team she may believe this shit but there's nothing what somebody please get what's her expertise being a a racist loud stupid hypocrite uh oh alright here's I, I mean I've showed you this before she had these tweets right of uh right why do I keep saying right too there were a bunch of tweets that she that Twitter found in her before she was able to delete them before she was uh, notable. Some of them are pretty funny. One of them is and they're racist too. That's the other one. That's the other thing. One is bad news. I had to get a job. Good news. It's at my mom's store. So chill as F hashtag live in the dream. She's an entitled little bitch whose mommy has a store and she's out there. She wants to teach us about the dignity of work. Oh, really? Another tweet. Does anybody at this school speak English? Hashtag this is America. Because Tommy would never want to learn anything from anybody else. That's too much. She hears somebody speaking another language and she's afraid. That might have to expend her brain a little bit. Her mind might have to grow, but that ain't going to happen. Another tweet was (laughs) something about summer school. Summer school sucks. Because she's failed. She's, she's a failure. 
anyway, I'm often baffled about Tommy Lauren, but I'm not really. I understand it. We all, I talk about it every week, and it's one of the great frustrations of my life that liberals are not funded by, there's no rich liberals funding the actual liberal media, and hence, that's why a Tommy Lauren has such a large platform. And it's all connected, and it is also why we have uh, riots right now in the streets of America about uh, race riots, basically. And it's also why uh, she's the one that, I mean, she's, she's doing all she can to ensure that we, um, you know, never get a clue. Like her. She's got, she is one of, if we were living in another time, you want, you know it. She would not be in the resistance. No, 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 no. She would, she'd be one of Hitler's biggest cheerleaders. You know it. Where the fuck is it? I'm trying to find a, this one tweet that she was like, summer school sucks, but it doesn't matter. Bad news. I had to get a job. Oh, <laughs> give me a break. Bad news. I had to get a job. Good news. It's at my mom's store. Bad news. I had to get a job. Yeah, honey. You really need to get a real job. How do these people, this is the other thing. How do they, they, they sleep at night? But anyway, I guess I'm, um, I'm doing something that they do psychologically projecting in a way, because I know that I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I was paid by billionaires to sell out my, my entire country to be a mouthpiece for the entities tearing us apart. And to be a clueless, dumb bitch, I would... I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. So... But, there you go. The human heart is... Uh, a lot of fear in there. She... Please. She's the Don Juniors of, uh, of Tommy Lawrence. I, I mean, really, these people don't have any talent. They don't deserve what they get. That's for sure. They just, they're part of the problem. I mean, what do you think would happen? What's going to happen in the years, like in the future? God help us. I hope. We realize the, uh, the promises in our founding documents. I hope that we evolve and we're in it together and we leave no one behind. That, that, that the country cultivates a spirit of e pluribus unum, for real, finally. They take my advice, finally. That everybody in, nobody out. That is the only patriotic way. You want to have a functioning democracy, you get money out of politics, then you have actual representatives. It's not about term limits. That's I keep hearing this all the time. Term limits, that'll fix it. No. 
It's not term limits. It's money in politics. Money. It's not the revolving door. That's part of it. That's part of the corruption. It's term limits. I mean, <laughs> it's money in politics. You wouldn't need it. You wouldn't need the. Pro- you wouldn't need <clears throat> to worry about term limits or limiting lobbying after you leave the office, which of course Twitter rolled back. Now they go right. Uh, business as usual. You go right from the White House to some corporate lobbying firm where you suck up to all those former reps and senators that used to pal around with in the Senate, the gym, or whatever the fuck. You know, your pals when you're reaching across the aisle and getting things done like the Iraq War. And now you get things done. Like the Iraq war, like illegal wars of corporate aggression all over the globe. You get them done on in the corporate sphere, but they pay you outright more money. But that goes to show you that the corruption, it's, it's built right into the system. So, therefore, you don't do what Nancy Pelosi says, reduce the influence of dark money no you get the fucking dark money out period not you get money out dark light all money somebody wants to serve let them come up with a campaign get uh say i want to be your representative you have a primary process it is paid for out of the taxes of the American people. It's only, it's not that much. Like they do in England, they only limit, they limit their amount that people can campaign too. That's another thing. So they can get to work. They can do other things. You don't always have to be in perpetual campaign mode. It's only a few months or whatever. I'm not sure how long it is. It's, it's not like here. It, it's already like two years, three years immediately. It's uh, it's the campaign. That's how important government is. They understand that. So when Republicans are saying things like, "Oh, uh, government is the problem," no, no, no. They want you to think government is the problem. It's the solution to them. It's the solution so they can steal, graft. For corruption. To keep it going. So as far as the... Um, what do you call it? The quote I was referencing before, and I couldn't find it. Here, here it is. It sums it up. Tony Benn, who is a socialist, and also he was um, an MP in England. There is no final victory. As there is no final defeat, there is only the same battle to be fought over and over again. So toughen up. Bloody toughen up. That is the goddamn truth. There is no final victory. There is no final defeat. There is the same battle to be fought over and over again. Ain't that the goddamn truth? It happens all the time. We could see it. That's why you can never rest. You see what's happening. History does not run in a linear fashion. It's not like, oh, well, we we fixed that. We got that battle done. We got that 
child labor law in there. We have laws about unions, joining unions. Oh, well, those can all be overturned. How about, oh, well, that'll never happen again. We put in those laws so banks can't use your money to gamble with. Oh, there goes that again. Here we go again. And that's why you got to wonder. I often think we, there's a, a whole, um, I mean, it's all connected. Uh, there's all over the globe. It's commonly understood that enslaving human beings is wrong. That's our current thought, our current zeitgeist in humanity. But that could change. Right now, we don't, for, for years, you know, we don't have indentured servants, another form of slavery, or debtor's prison. That, that's coming back, though. People used to go to jail when they, wouldn't, they couldn't pay their debts. Now, it's happening. Again, the ACLU is fighting debtors prisons back in america on the aclu website it says nearly two centuries ago the united states formally abolished the incarceration of people who failed to pay off debts yet recent years have witnessed the rise of modern day debtors prisons the arrest and jailing of poor people for failure to pay legal debts that they could never hope to afford through criminal justice procedures that violate their most basic rights it's the truth i've seen many stories about this it's coming back just like you want to google child labor laws child labor law republican let's see we talked about this one other time here we go recently too actually this is a new article not not too old 2019 Indiana's child labor laws. Minors can work for a limited number of hours, 18 hours a week for those ages 14 and 15, and 30 hours a week for 16 and 17-year-olds. Working more than that into the night, uh, late night hours requires parental consent. Can you fucking believe this? This is how it starts. The same people who are so worried about the camel's nose under the tent... That's how they put it. When it comes to universal health care, universal higher education, living wages, retirement security, laws that are mandated, sick leave, fucking vacation leave, fuck sick leave, leave, period, federally guaranteed days off so you can be a human being, not a human doing constantly. They don't want to, they don't hear anything about that. But here we go. A GOP lawmaker wants to repeal child labor laws. And he employs hundreds of minors. There was also, who was it? Was it Newt who did that? Yes. Oh, yes. Here again, here in 2011, Newt Gingrich calls child labor laws truly stupid not the not the um not child labor 
He's talking about the child labor laws. That's stupid. In 2011, an update. Oh, it says update. At a Monday afternoon speech in New Hampshire where he unveiled his plan for revamping entitlement programs. That means you and me having a decent life. They don't they can't abide that. Conservatives can't abide that at all. And some Democrats want to reach across the aisle and get things done with them. These people, right? You're talking about people who want to abolish Social Security. People who wouldn't give you... he They wouldn't... They don't give a shit. Let's put it that way. All right? They, for years... Now they're all crying about, oh, we would always protect your pre-existing condition protections. Bullshit. No, they won't. And they don't. And aren't. These are the people that the so-called real Democrats want to get things done with. All right, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. You can't get things done with these people. You have to. You have to evolve. You have to fight them. Again and again, you have to fight them like your lives depend on it because it does. And we have to fight the fuckers who are like the Nancy Pelosi's, I'm sorry, um, who want to rip up, ripping up Trump's speech in public, whoopee-doo, whoopee-doopee, while helping him pass his un- unverified... Um, Whatever the fuck he wants, the stimulus for um, for what's for coronavirus, you know, just give him a couple of trillion dollars without oversight. This is what they're doing without any um, without any of the progressive demands. Okay, give me a break. Uh, ripping ripping a speech is that the change we can believe in? Ripping a speech and talking about reducing dark money. I'm sorry. We need to wake these mother effers up. Yes, they're better. Okay. Yes. Is it better to throw a subsidy at something? That's it is because that person who gets the subsidy, maybe they won't starve and not being a complete ghoul, a complete selfish, uh, you know, blind, myopic, whatever ideologue you okay thank you that's helped that person but here's the deal as joe biden would say that's not good enough it's time to fix this goddamn broken country and how you fix it and i will say it every goddamn day you get money out of politics whether they like it or not of course they're not gonna like it they like bribing They like the bribes. They like to corrupt. They like the access. They like writing laws to benefit them. And then you you start working on a country that F the subsidies. No, everybody gets a subsidy. Everybody in. Not just one person in a corner who's on the balls of their ass. Everybody, black, white, gay, straight, tall, short, skinny, 
whatever, cat lover, dog lover, we all get a subsidy, like an Oprah Winfrey show. Oprah doesn't bring her audience in and say, you get a subsidy over here in the corner. No, everybody gets a subsidy. That's why they're all screaming and jumping on the goddamn chairs. That's how it works. And that's how we move forward together. Not just subsidy. You want to go to college? We will invest in you. Yeah, you're sure. You could still go to Harvard and you could go to wherever you want to go. That's very expensive. Private schools, they'll still be all of your rich. You could still have your rich little games that you play with each other. But we will all be able to have a higher education. Not only because it helps you in the workplace, it makes the government, it makes the whole country a better country. Because we want, we like living with other human beings that, that, that have uh, interesting expanded minds. That's how successful society is. That's the mark of a successful society. What kind of leisure time? We like sitting around drinking coffee or whatever it is and uh, discussing things. Because what is the meaning of life? It's not just to go and be a cog in somebody's machine until you drop dead and get your mansion in heaven. And then... Also, when you invest in other people, you know, if you have a functioning society, some people, they might be poets, they might be artists, they might want to write music, write plays to make you laugh or make you think, make you put you in the shoes of someone else and you remember, you know, history or something. But that's part of what makes life beautiful. Sharing the experience but also, so that person can uh, enhance society as a whole in so many other ways. Everybody has an opportunity. And if maybe they don't want to go to college, they could go learn a trade or whatever they want to do. But having a functioning economy that works for all in a society that works for all, then... There's opportunity there. And you have to, in that society, you have to try really hard to be, to, to be poor. We, it's not an, it's not an outrageous dream. It's happening in other countries and it's happening in Scandinavian countries, in Sweden. You have to work hard to get poor. You got to, I mean, maybe there's some mentally ill people. They want to be homeless. They don't have to be. It's a choice. That's how it's a mark of success. If this was a functioning, successful society, we could all, it would be our calling card. We would understand that, look what, look at this country, look at the success we are such a rich country, not just in money, not just in a billionaires. We don't just make billionaires and, and turn, churn out working poor to uh, 
give some bankster's wife a manicure and they got to live 15 to a two bedroom somewhere far out in some goddamn boondoggle boondock because you know there's only rich people can afford nice things no this country is so successful democracy is working so well here our democratic republic is such the envy of the world that's why everybody wants to come here they want to they that's the american dream a decent middle class life it's available opportunity is here it's not just oh you too can be a billionaire it's that if you work you get paid a living wage you get paid a piece of the pie and if you want education we will invest in you and if you get sick we will carry you that's what it means to be human because everyone is just one daily reprieve away from needing a helping hand we understand that and that's part of how we rectify our racist ass history is by understanding we may have been born in the, that kind of divisiveness but we move forward together now we're in it together we fund schools neighborhoods that we're all uh you know if you go to ps8 or uh whatever it might be p well, that's where i went ps8 or ps whatever in the bronx everyone has a nice school funded they have the supplies they need not based on how much property tax on the poverty of the citizens because there's there's no poverty what's the poverty hello we that's a choice too i mean i i mean, maybe i'm crazy i don't think so you can be rich in a rich country it's a choice thank you guys i'm looking at the super chats oh my sluggo thank you thank you glad i found your show through randy Rhodes. good chat room too keep it up exactly the chat room i'm sorry junior chat room is part of the fun for me too it would be no fun to sit here looking at an empty chat room but i love that so many people come and everyone really engages and talks amongst yourselves too you know what i mean sometimes you're not even talking about what i'm talking about and i think that's cool so because you're talking to each other you're getting to know each other and we also have a discord page you can join that and become you know in between shows you will you can post articles you can talk to each other you can talk to me thank you haiku and thank you l's 214 i really appreciate it oh my god let's see anybody else did i miss anybody 
All right. It's getting late. I said I was only going to do a two-hour show, but this is what happens. I spend the first half hour doing my own personal group therapy because I need it. <laughs> I needed that. I needed it. I have to, you got to be honest. That's part of the thing too that I realize in life front and easy. Something's on my mind, especially when I was doing more stand up. I haven't been doing stand up. I've been doing the show. I like doing the show. I do like stand up too, but you always got to you got to be honest. That's what it is. You know, you got to get out there and you have, of course, you have your routine that your jokes that you have crafted, but you have to, I always found that I had a better set, better time. And the audience has a better time when I'm honest about how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, whether I'm not in a good mood, whether I feel sick or feeling whatever it may be but that's part of the whole joy of life too right we're in this together you never know what you're gonna get in life sometimes you're up sometimes you're down the good news is we're not all down at the same time that's why we do great things when we're together i think i'm putting the putting the discord chat link in the chat i mean yeah so all right one other well a couple other things i want to say it's all related to what we're talking about the injustice the how fucked up this country is okay and it's connected why there's riots going on why the police are killing people in the streets. And obviously that's not democracy. The police aren't supposed to kill people. They're supposed to, if somebody is, if there's a cause to arrest somebody, they're supposed to arrest them. And the nation of laws is um, supposed to allow them their day in court. This ain't, you know... They, at least they even had that in ancient Rome. You could be arrested and be taking, taken to court. They were a very litigious society. It's the mark of civilization. Partly why one of the, the whole habeas corpus came about. Because the abuse of autocrats. Disappearing people. Taking them. Not giving them their day in court. Another... That's why we have a right to a speedy trial. That didn't happen like, hey, let's, you know, it'd be cool. A right to a speedy trial. That's because for millennia, you could be disappeared into a hole and never get a day in court. People fought, bled, and died for that right. It's, it, it's part of the mark of civilization. Is what kind of justice system are you are the people truly free? Just look at look at the courts, then you can tell. You guys covert white rabbit, hello. Thank you for your super chat. 
I see a lot of new faces in the chat. That's good. You guys are great. But, okay, back to business. This is what happens when I do the show. I'm like, I'm only going to do two hours, and I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I had a really bad headache, and that's all true. But when we get going, it goes by so fast. And I'm like, I feel better just talking to you guys. But, all right, here's what annoyed me and what I wanted to talk about as part of the problem. Jeff Bezos. Oh, well, a couple of things all related. Actually, today, if you're a patron, I excuse me, I had to send a message out because I received something from Patreon that they are going to have to, um, they're going to have to collect sales tax on your patron support on, on some patrons donations or their support only in some places and some donations or patreon pledges i don't know i i still don't know what those some places will be and what the parameters are and Patreon is working to uh, limited, and it's really annoying, frankly, because of course we're hurt. We're getting hit. We will get hit because somebody might pledge. Maybe that you know, they go out of their way. I appreciate it in this time, especially. You're saying keep going here. Here's a couple of dollars a month or whatever to keep going. And then they, on top of it, have to come in and tack, tack on some sales tax. For what? Is it sales? Is this really sales? I don't know. Anyway, and so I sent out a message to all the patrons about this, God damn it, going on. And, and it irritated me as I was writing it. Because... <laughs> We live in a country where um, over 60 extremely profitable companies pay zero federal taxes. So, of, but that doesn't mean that local state, the states and the local, in your local communities, don't need funding. So how are they going to get it? They got to come and shake down the little guy again. All the time. They're not going to the banksters. If we had a goddamn country that worked for all, it would we would have more fair and equitable distribution of the progressive tax rates. It's we get nickeled and dimed to death, and I you know it wouldn't be as egregious. I wouldn't feel as annoyed if if, if it weren't for the fact that Jeff Bezos that Amazon paid zero federal taxes last year. And he's only one. Jeff Bezos is only one. And right now, believe it or not, Jeff Bezos is on track to be the world's first trillionaire. By 20, what? 20 something, 2026 or something? Yeah. How is this acceptable? So Jeff Bezos, the world's first billion tr trillionaire, fucking trillionaire, one person, 
No, honey. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's not... It's not about... It's not about fairness. It's about survival. As a community, how do, how do we abide this? Why is this okay? It's only okay because the government is bought and paid for by people like Jeff Bezos. They want it to stay that way. They want to be the trillionaire too. And they don't work for us thereby. And we're being dragged back to the system the founders rebelled against. That's why we need shows like this. We this 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 reality, this truth has to get in everybody's consciousness. It's not okay. It's not a cute, kitschy, interesting story that Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire in in 6 years. No, no, no. We should be alarmed. And he should be ashamed if, I don't know, what he's doing. Um, first of all, well, he should be ashamed. Not just, he's taking advantage. That's fine. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not saying he should be ashamed for taking advantage. Maybe I am. I don't know. He's part of the problem. Of course, when he woos his uh, pets, the pets that he bought, called representatives they're he's not saying hey honey um you're you're gonna get me on a guillotine over here um we need to fix this system you you have to tax me at a 90 percent top marginal tax rate before i end up being cropped at the neck by the angry public no he's not out there he's like i'm going to space I'm going to take my trillions. He's going to space. He fucked up Earth enough. Let me go to space. We shouldn't have a system like this. On the whims of Jeff Bezos. So that's why, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, both sides of the aisle, bipartisan, they understood that it's about saving the democracy from the big moneyed interest. That's why you have progressive taxation. It's not about what's it's not even about what's fair or what's right or what's moral. It's about patriotism. Saving this country from being dragged back to the very system that the founders rebelled against. One where the rich run and rule and own everything and everybody else fights out here for the subsidies, for the trickle. And so Jeff Bezos, believe it or not, I mean, well, what am I, of course, believe it. He, while he's going to be a uh, trillionaire, Bezos recently stopped, this, this is what really pissed me off, he stopped paying his employees hazard pay. But um, he, they did get a shirt that said, oh, we're in it together or some teamwork. And honestly, come on. I thought I saved this article. That's why I'm looking for it. 
Oh, yeah. Here we go. From, from the socialist rag business insider. It's shocking. You know what's shocking, too, is that we allow it. And that's why I keep asking constantly, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? Remember Flavor Flav? We wore that big clock. I needed one of those clocks. How much longer? Because he would say, what time is it? Kind of the same meme. I want to ask, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? So, according to the Socialist Rag, Business Insider, Amazon has started to phase out policies brought in to help warehouse staff deal with working during the coronavirus pandemic. Last month, it ended a policy of unlimited, unpaid time off. Aren't they fabulous? And this week, it announced that it will end its $2 per hour wage increase. And this was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no. No, no. What date is it? Oh, it's only a week, uh, about a week, 10 days ago. Well, two weeks, yeah. So he can't spare, you see, um, that $2 out of his trillions for all the workers that do the work that make him a trillionaire. We're all, we're nothing but pawns, you see. That's not democracy. I'm sorry. The system has failed us. If the goddamn the world's first trillionaire thinks this is normal to get away with this shit. First of all, he should be paying that, period. Why? They, they're only paying. They, they made everyone, they brought everyone's salary up to $15 an hour. That's only because the wind was blowing in that direction. Government did that. That it wasn't out of the goodness of Jeff Bezos's heart. If it wasn't for Bernie or the progressives pushing on other, um, other states, it was coming. The fifteen dollars an hour, he adopted it preemptively, and then he boasted what a hero he was. But like here in New York, fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. That's you know Cuomo, who is a Republican effectively a, a Republican. They signed the $15 minimum wage law. He invited Hillary Clinton to the signing when she was the one that was like, that's too pie in the sky. That, that's the game they're playing on us. But they only did it when they were pushed by us, by progressives who never gave up, progressives who got on strike, who went on strike, who marched with the strikers. People like Bernie. And, you know, uh, who never, ever, oh, oh, I mean, honestly, Bernie, uh, obviously I'm disappointed and let down. He needed to fight like a rabid dog on a chicken wing, but whatever, we got what we got. That's why the fight's not over. It's only just begun. There is no final victory. As we say. And then there is no final defeat. We fight again and again. Every day we keep fighting. 
There is no brunch. I'm sorry. Brunch is canceled. Even if Joe Biden gets elected, especially when he gets elected. Brunch is canceled. We got work to do. So, according to the socialist rag business insider and Isabel Asher Hamilton, who wrote this article titled, It's a Slap in the Face. Amazon is handing out thank you t-shirts to warehouse workers as it cuts their hazard pay. That's what you get. That's your subsidy, you see. Because... It's the rich getting richer on the backs of the workers. And how much longer are we going to take it? I have to ask. I'm sorry. I keep asking. I I don't get an answer. Amazon is handing out branded merchandise to say thanks to warehouse workers during the coronavirus pandemic, even as it phases out policies intended to help. Two Amazon employees told Business Insider that the company has distributed thank you t-shirts to its warehouse workers or fulfillment associates. One worker based in Indiana shared a picture of the shirt. Let's see. I can show you this. Oh, hi, Junior. Uh-oh, he's stepping on my... He's stepping on the keyboard again. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. Isn't that lovely? You can eat your shirt. You can retire on your shirt. I guess when you're driving your Uber and or doing your DoorDash, you can wear your you can change into your together we're deliver shirt. In your third uniquely American low-paying job with no retirement security where you can't Handle a $400 emergency. The worker said the t-shirts were distributed last week when they were placed in a room and workers had to go pick out the size that they wanted. The token comes as Amazon announced it would be cutting the $2 an hour wage hike it brought in for staff mid-March as hazard pay for coming in during the pandemic. The workers Business Insider spoke to aren't happy or particularly happy about the trade-off with the states opening up and over 21 cases at our warehouse. So far, and at least one death at the Indianapolis warehouse, it's a slap in the face, one said. Another employee based in Texas said said similar T-shirts had been given out at their warehouse although they didn't receive one because they don't work on the warehouse floor. All I can say was that it felt like they are trying to change the narrative that is reflected in the news, as it looks negatively upon the company. When I, while I hate to sound ungrateful for anything, well, there's that old uh, spirit, right? That's your bootstrap spirit they put into you when, honey, you should be you're not only ungrateful, you should be fucking outraged. That's your birthright. Not the, oh, thank you, my lord. And, you know, I don't want to be ungrateful, my lord. 
but I'd rather have a a little bit of that trillion dollar you want to do to go to space. Maybe I could save some money for retirement. Considering that one third can't retire. I don't care how many hours you work at $15 minimum wage. You will not even come close to the same standard of living that your grandparents who were beneficiaries of the New Deal had to had enjoyed as their birthright. Right now, I, I think about how 30 years, now 40 years ago, the number one employer in the United States was General Motors. Where you started at the t- uh, $30 an hour where you could have uh, retirement security, benefits, a pension, a decent middle-class life until NAFTA-CAFTA, all those free trade agreements sent our jobs to low-wage, no-regulation, wage-slave nations. Now the number one employer in the country is Walmart that pays its employees such a pittance while its six heirs of the Walton family, the billionaires, run around like uh, the old lords in ancient, uh, I mean, well, not even ancient, in, uh, in jolly merry old England. While the, the workers, who, if they get, paid them a living wage, a piece of the profits that their labor makes possible, they would be able to retire. They wouldn't have to go on public assistance. So the number one employer in the country went from General Motors that paid its, at that time, employees a living wage and had benefits, retirement security, days off, vacations, blah, 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 you know, the American dream. And now it's Walmart that pays its its employees such a pittance that they have to go on public assistance to survive. So they get a subsidy there too. The Walmart, the Walton family of the world, th- those you know, that's that's your takers of the world. At the end of April, Amazon also ended the offer to the offer of unlimited unpaid time off, a policy first brought up in the warehouse to help warehouse employees handle the pressures of working during the pandemic. Normally, workers are per- permitted 20 hours of unpaid time off per quarter. What? What is that? That's like not a, that's a that's two and a half days, eight hour days. That's two days. You're probably working a ten hour day. What is that? A quarter? That's fucking two days a quarter. That's because we have no federally mandated pay time off, like every other country. Like they have in England, you know, the, the, where they used to have lords and barons and uh, serfs in the field. They still have a queen, but they also have 30 days vacation. Pat down, hands down. You don't have to beg for a trickle. 
doesn't matter what you do. It's not coming from your masters, the lords that you serve. It's coming from the government because we, the people, they, the, they, the people said, yeah, that's the kind of society we want. We want a society where you could take a goddamn day off because what makes the world go round? What's the purpose of life? Is it to work your, your friggin' uh, vagina to the bone? So you could make Jeff Bezos a trillionaire? So he can fucking blast off to Mars? Get the hell out of here. Are we cracked or what? Are you goddamn kidding me? Are we insane? How much longer? I ask. Right, Junior? What do you think? How much longer? How about that? He hates to be kissed. <laughs> he hates being kissed. Could you imagine? He does. But it's impossible not to. So there we have an impasse. I'm sorry. I'm afraid. <laughs> he likes being pet, though, right? You good boy. So, all right. Amazon had to has had to move quickly to keep up with the sudden spike in demand caused by customers stuck at home, while also introducing policies to protect its frontline workers. It went on a huge 175,000 worker hiring spree and brought in increased cleaning and social distancing, although multiple workers have told Business Insider in practice, it's impossible to socially distance inside the warehouse and cleaning supplies are often missing. Now the retail chain, though the retail giant, I, I mean, seems to have got a more steady hand on its supply chain and it's removing its coronavirus worker policies like increased pay and unlimited UPT to match. Worker... Workers Business Insider spoke to said it was too soon to reverse the policies as risk of the coronavirus is far from over. But that, that was all for show. Jeff Bezos needs his billions to, or trillions. He needs a trillion. He's got to blast off to fucking uh, Orion, the moon, the second moon of uh, Pluto. I don't even know. That's not even a planet anymore. He needs to get out of this bitch. He's done enough sucking on the, the, the whole system that was founded that, that many, whoops, that many Americans, not him though, you know, fought, bled, and died to create. He's uh, had his fill. He's got to go to, uh, he's going to a, some kind of, he needs to get out. He needs to go to... He wants to go surf on a star. But that's it. It's his world. We can only say, oh, yes, my lord. Dress warm. I hear that in space. No one can hear you scream. Amazon is an economic juggernaut with the world's wealthiest CEO at the helm. Surely such a titan can afford to pay his employees a mere two dollars said one of the workers. Of course, of, he can. It's nothing to him. That's, that is lunch. That's chump change. 
That's a day of rocket fuel. That's nothing. But we allow it. It's not Jeff Bezos' world. Unfortunately, he hasn't gotten the memo. We allow it. How much longer will we allow it, I wonder? Since the beginning of 2020, CEO Jeff Bezos' net worth has increased by $29 billion, according to the Bloomberg's Billionaires Index. That is a fucking outrage. That mother effer. He needs to take that billion. He shouldn't have any billions in this pandemic. Give it to his employees. Spread that out amongst his employees and you might have a start. A good start. But he's not going to do it. This is why we got to make him do it. And that's why the rich want to buy government. They don't care about us. They're not patriots. They're not thinking about this country. They're thinking about their selfish little games. That's why we have to, as a patriotic imperative, tax these motherfuckers. Oh, don't worry. He'll, get, he'll still be rich. So will Elon Musk, that motherfucker. All of these MFers. They'll still be rich. That's the irony. They'll be rich. They'll be able to have their nice, rich lives. Their nice, rich, not, uh, not infinite lives, finite lives like the rest of us. That's why we owe it to each other. Not to supplicate or what's the word? I don't know. Not to serve us up, uh, serve each other up to the, 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 the few. We are the many. They are the few. They only have control over the mechanisms of power because we allow it to continue. We've been lulled. It's not working. Voting is great, wonderful. Yes, many people died for it. Trump is a fat liar. We know that. But it's not just the voting. If you're voting for the broken system, we got to get people in there that understand what's broken and what needs to be fixed and how to fix it. We And you don't have to... Take no for an answer. It's not, oh, pragmatic, pragmatic, pragmatic. It is not pragmatic to allow a trillionaire to continue to use this entire country and the people in it as hosts from which to suck profit and discard. Now, that's that's insanity. That's sickness. And it's every reason. That's the reason why cities are on fire tonight. It's all related. It's a, a hundred percent. It is a hundred thousand percent related 
to the fact that Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire in six years, that we have cities on fire. Why black people get shot in their beds. It is 100,000% connected. The entire broken system. He's just a symptom. This is a symptom of a large symptom. A glaring, blaring symptom that needs to be fixed, and it has to be. We have the patriotic duty to to fix it. It's about America. It's about all those gardens of stone in Arlington National Cemetery. For this guy, we're gonna we're going to allow billionaires to drag us back to the very system the founders rebelled against. And we're going to allow them to continue to party like it's 1999 up in this bitch while cities are on fire, while the like, while they throw subsidies at the broken system and have us at each other's throats by design. For this guy? Because he came up with a bookstore online that sold uh, books in two days? Who... F- Whatever. He made a bookstore online on the government researched and developed by me, you, the taxpayer, internet. Right, Junior? The company has also terminated some employees involved in public protest, including a warehouse worker, Christian Smalls, who, whose case became a uh, cause celeb after a leaked memo showed a meeting of Amazon executives at which CEO Jeff Bezos was present, discussed how to best handle the media fallout from his firing. Amazon asserts it has not fired any worker for dissent and that Smalls and other were terminated for violating company policies. Yeah, bullshit. Just so happens it all happened at the same time. Uh, Yeah, and also, here's another reason why we ask you, and me, not me, we, me and Tara Jr. Jr., we ask you to become a patron. Um, In the middle of all of that truth, have you heard that? I know it was online. I know there was a story. Did you hear that on the corporate media? I don't think so. But what what you could have heard, because I didn't hear. I watch corporate media. I monitor it. I hate watch it. It was part of my my patriotic duty. To I'm not I'm not suckered into it. I watch it, so I know uh, what I'm up against. But you, or uh, you might have I don't know somewhere in this country seen this story. A fake-ass news story that Amazon itself wrote and distributed to to media in this country. Can you believe it? Local news. Praise Amazon's health and safety practices, but didn't tell viewers 
that the company had provided the content. If that's not fascism, what the hell is? That's the definition. Fascism is corporatism. The merger of corporate and state. Of course, there are many other uh, ingredients in that disgusting pie, but that's what the whole, all of that shit that, uh, that props it up. That's what it's about. That's why Hitler had a lot of business buddies here in the United States. After the war, after all the crimes were revealed, I mean, after the war, after we declared war, after they declared war, well, whatever, you know what I mean. They knew what was going on, but they don't care. But, uh, 11 local news out, at least 11, that's the ones we know of, ran identical segments praising Amazon's health and safety efforts during the pandemic. First reported by The Courier. However, all but one failed to tell viewers that the content was provided and produced by Amazon. So The Courier put together this montage Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Amazon. Amazon has transformed its operations in response to COVID-19 to protect employees and keep packages flowing. Amazon has transformed its operations in response to COVID-19 to protect employees and keep packages flowing. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy while still delivering those packages to your doorstep. The company is keeping employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees. I just had to comment on that one woman. She at least had some drama. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. Safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy. It spent $800 million on increased wages and overtime pay during the pandemic. It has spent $800 million on increased wages and overtime pay during the pandemic. It has spent $800 million on increased wages and overtime pay during the pandemic. It has spent $800 million. Can you believe this? How is this news? Even if someone was like, okay, yeah, thanks, Amazon. Thanks for the help. We got this, Amazon. No, that's not how they work. It's cheaper. You understand this is corporate media. It's cheaper to accept the propaganda of a for-profit company that is exploiting workers that is not doing any anything good for democracy. It's part of the problem. Yeah, I like getting a package. You know, I my niece works for Amazon. She's a supply something manager. Who the hell knows? She likes it. She didn't get a day off in the pandemic. I mean, I just had to tell her, keep 
washing down your your air you know not your air not her personal area her desk <laughs> sounds kind of weird wash keep washing your area she knew that she's a grown woman she knows about that um but she no way had a day off or anything that's for sure and uh it's scary But, yeah, uh, this is fucked up. How is this news? But this is what happened. This is the corporate media. The it, it, it would take money, you see, to pay a reporter to go out there and, and uh, try to f find stories. What's going on? If this is local news, what's going on in the community? What's happening? How is it news to say the company is keeping their employees safe and protected with uh, whatever the fuck, and they get some wage increases too and all this other shit? Blah, 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 blah. This isn't news. And here you go. That's why I say all the time, thank you. For your support. You understand what we're up against. This is what we're up against. Right here. Thank you, Onisent. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. I apologize. Thank you, Stephen Lee. Thank you, Jim. Again, Covert White Rabbit. Thank you. Thank you, Sluggo. Welcome. Thank you, Els214. All of you guys, thank you. Thank you all. And all the patrons as well. I haven't said the patrons' names in a while. All of the patrons, because we've been doing other stories and whatnot. And it's getting... Maybe I, I might have to... Uh, I just got to read out the patrons' names. I will. I will do it. And I will do it. And I want to thank you to Jude Morford. She actually had trouble signing up as a patron. And I apologize for that. Something, I don't know why she couldn't do it. I tried to help her. I know. I couldn't do it either for some reason. So patron, Patreon sometimes doesn't facilitate an easy um, way to support. But... In any way, she's, she supports anyway, and also uh, financially as well as emotionally. So I want to thank you. But let, let me finish this first. Here's the rest of, not that it matters, but the rest of this fake news. increased wages and overtime pay during the pandemic. Amazon says it has spent $800 million on increased wages and overtime pay during the pandemic. Every single one of Amazon's workforce of nearly a million people has played a critical role in making these changes happen. I hope that they feel that passion that we have for safety. So they can stay safe and healthy while you do too. Oh, wow. Thank you, Amazon. Somewhere in hell, Joseph Goebbels is wiping a tear. He's like, wow. They have really learned 
So, anyway, before we go, I said I wasn't going to do a three-hour show, but here we are. That's how it happens. I need to get rest. I do. Look at my face. I'm like 14 years old, all right? <laughs> I'm only kidding. Hello. But look at this. Look at this right here. I want to say thank you to all the patrons. First of all, I got to put the cat down. I'm sorry. I want to say, guys, I cannot do it without you. I do want to say that. Play the guitar. I can't really play. I used to play. People keep asking me to play the guitar because it's behind me. That is a guitar that I played. I used to play the guitar, but I haven't played in such a long time that I cannot say I can play it. I got that guitar. We want to know the history of that guitar? It's actually a good story, too. I bought that guitar when I first got clean years ago. Instead of buying money on drugs or taking money to buy drugs, I saved my money and bought that guitar. It's a very nice guitar. And I, instead of, in between going to meetings and some days, as I always say, doing it anyway, wanting to use, wanting to kill myself, wanting to give up, but not not doing it, but waking up anyway, going to a meeting anyway I can't really talk about the meeting you know what I mean it's supposed supposed to be anonymous but <laughs> it's too late and uh, staying in recovery anyway not using drugs anyway I would play that guitar so I would go on the internet and find songs uh, I don't know how to read music but I would find different songs I learned how to play chords and I could probably learn again if I picked it up and I would learn uh different songs that I liked and that's what I would do and in between when I had my mind was racing and I felt like I wanted to die I would pick up the guitar and I would learn another song or start playing. And it really saved my life, that guitar. But I haven't... I used to have um, uh, calluses on my fingers from playing it. That's how much I played it. But I haven't played it in many years since everything changes. And I am now... I don't have to white-knuckle it, <laughs> thankfully, which is a miracle in itself. And it's one of the promises that they say that you could go anywhere on earth and you will be free. And I definitely am living proof of that because I would not, there were, I wasn't in control. Okay. Like I would be in the Lower East Side of Manhattan and I, whatever it was, I could have the best intentions because that was like a famous drug spot back in the day. And I could just be passing through but like a ring through my nose I would find myself at the same places with the same same pattern same same destruction destruction so 
I understand. Uh, and I would beat myself up. Every day was the last day. I really tried. So, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it alone. That's for sure. So, that's why. That's, that's, that the, that's the guitar. Right there. And I was, and if I could play some songs, I could, I wasn't great in any way, but I could, if you, if I sat down and played a song that I had learned, you'd be like, wow, you play the guitar. <laughs> I'd be like, not really, just, just this. And then sometimes I would play with other people on occasion, but it was only just for fun. I never had that whole drive to be somebody who is a, a singer or a rock star or anything like that or in a band I never had even though I was briefly in a band but not, that was a different story that was just because that was when I was using at the time and it was only for fun we only we used to rent a a studio every now and then. I had some friends that did play the guitar and we would rent the studio, but it was really, I, I came along to do drugs and scream into a microphone. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let me just say thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here tonight. What a day. What a roller coaster. One day at a time. It's true. We stick together, we win. It's, uh, not a saying it is a way of life and it's also a, a patriotic imperative that it's another way of saying we stick together we win is another way of staying saying e pluribus unum um i want to thank greg and randall and michael d and michael b and haiku and vince m and shannon and Max F and Andrew B and John J and Paradu and Donald Trump, believe it or not, and Chris and Dur A and Mark C and Michael C, Lord Wafflecat, Stephen K and K, another K and Katie O, and Jane C, and Peter R, Susan S, Anthony S, Michael L D, Jeffrey the Giraffe, we know Jeffrey, and Greg, I want to say thank you to Mark, and Katie, and Patricia, who is also our friend on the chat, and David, and Robert, Antonia, of course, another friend, Richard, Kathleen, Mary C, Mark F, Joan Z, Martin S, another K, Deborah W, Cynthia, and Dwayne, and James, and Martin, and Jim. I'm telling you, it's getting long. We have about, we have over 50 people. Jim, and Gail, and Daniel, and Brown... Uh, Bronwine, Bronwine, which is a very cool name. I'm sure I'm mangling it, but you definitely have the name of a, of someone who is a famous writer. And Ken and Carl and Sam, 
We also have Wyatt and James, Cynthia Y, Andrea, Kathleen, Elizabeth, Robert B, Jean L, Michael D, and Dia, and another Andrea and Jude Morford. Thank you from Women Standing, an amazing and really inspiring woman in her own right. Uh, wonderful. She would uh, really make these, um, what do you call, the, uh, it's, uh, I guess they, they're tableaus of army boots. Empty army boots with with daisies. Now she includes empty baby booties to remember the the children who are taken from their parents that, and those who are suffering now in American custody, committing the crime of seeking asylum during a fascist-ass regime. So, thank you, Jude, for doing that. She, she goes to th these detention centers now and stands with... It's an organization called Women Standing. Be it's n not just bearing witness. It's also showing that those in the detention center, you are not forgotten. It's all about keeping, opening our minds. It is the truth. We're in this together. It matters. What's done to somebody who, who has no power is done to us all. Right? Junior knows. Yes. You're a good boy. I taught him well. All right, guys. I said I wasn't going to do a two-hour show, but damn it. It's okay, because I'm going to get unconscious now. I don't regret a minute of it. I want to thank you all. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for your patronage. You are the reason I'm going to keep coming back. It works if if it it works if you work it. So work it, you're worth it. Come on and um, let's see what is today Thursday. I will probably the next show will be our regularly scheduled Saturday 6 p.m. Eastern show. In the meantime, you can join us on Discord and meet other uh, other other friends. All right, you can post pictures of your cats. And dogs. You could post articles. It's great. It's a great way to build the community. <clears throat> All right, guys. You are the best. I keep saying guys, and I keep saying listen, 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 listen. Thank you so much. We'll get together again in a couple of days. So in the meantime, please stay safe. Wear your mask. All that stuff, it matters. We're in this together. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you. I will see you in a couple of days.